0: You are listening to the live better show with brett and jason where we dive into life crushers changing their game talking about wellness and sharing a message of putting plan into action live
1: better is based on five pillars move better eat better think better give better and live better we move for freedom to do and go where and when we want we practice good nutrition to combat an age of being overfed and undernourished we practice mindfulness for ways to live purposefully We give better as the basis for why we do anything at all, especially when focusing on the health of our clients and community. And at the intersection of it all, we live better. Health and wellness is the sustainable fuel to do whatever
0: it is in life you want to do better. Our guests share their story, their mission, and the pursuit of having the best day ever every single day.
1: Hey! Turn up, bitch! (laughs) Today's sponsor of the Live Better show is Hyperice. At Hyperice, their mission is to provide athletes with a set of tools that improve performance by accelerating recovery time, preventing injury, and enhancing the body's ability to move more efficiently. All Hyperice products are developed and tested to meet the standards of the world's best athletes. Vibrating foam rollers and balls, the best ever. We simply cannot get enough of the Hypersphere and Vipers.
0: We use them before and after every training session we complete, whether that's for running or rock climbing. We are also lucky enough to provide you with the best discount code ever. Use the code LiveBetter20 for a twenty percent discount off the site. Super excited to be here with Sham Chowdhury from New York. Um, we're really happy to have you on the show, Sham. How are you doing today? Good. Awesome. So, what are you what are you currently um, up to? Right now, let's just go through kind of like what you are working on currently, and then we'll dig into some more of the the fun details.
2: Sounds great. Uh, Currently, I'm the uh, global health and wellness director for So House. Um, So that entails uh, really uh, uh, member and customer programming of uh, fitness and and health events, um, healthy menu offerings, and the uh, construction and programming for the, uh, multiple locations, uh, that we have, uh, within the house, uh, that have full service gyms and group fitness, uh, locations. Uh, in addition to that, I'm also a special advisor to Rumble Boxing, a new, uh, group fitness, relatively new, I'm now a year old, um, group fitness event, uh, sorry, group fitness concept in, um, based out of New York, now expanding to LA and other markets that involves boxing and uh, HIIT training um, in a 45-minute class, uh, as well as offer some private training in facilities that have uh, private training rooms.
0: That's That sounds like you got a lot going on in the fitness scene. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, you know, you can't really complain about waking up and having to go to work where you're uh, you're dealing with either on the equipment, you know, construction side, you know, testing out new treadmills or other, you know, sort of like innovations in the market or uh, new methods or existing methods that have been improved in the uh, fitness programming world
1: very cool what's been new um what's been brett and i are both members in chicago too um and we've got a full service gym in chicago which is amazing what's been uh what's been new on your guys's radar to add into soho in terms of like equipment group classes different types of offerings like what are you guys seeing becoming popular and um what are some other things that are available at the house like maybe events you guys are planning just kind of big things on your schedule
2: yeah, I mean I you know, there's a lot of things and you know I don't, I don't want to take up the the whole call about like what I'm doing there but um but but also there the, there are some interesting things. So I think what we're trying to do at the house now is is kind of develop and implement things that make sense across all properties. So, you know, where you might have a lot of fitness buffs in one particular demographic, and then maybe not so much in another. You know, what are those things that have a common denominator across all the properties globally? So, you know, one a good example would be uh, uh, superfood smoothies, right? Like everyone wants a smoothie. Everyone's going somewhere else to get a good smoothie. Uh, we've already developed a house press line that's that's pretty well received. But how do you make that a consistent offering so that people that do want Shakes and juices can get them at the house and know that they're at the house, no matter where they travel in the world. On the uh, on the on the food side, if you look at the menus in general, you know I think SoHouse House is is one of the market leaders in in really like sustainable protein. So whether that's uh, local fish or, or or beef or or vegetarian options um, that that are highly spiked in protein. Um, the, a lot of times, the, the the sides or the 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 sort of presentation of them is in a little bit more um, comfort food sort of aspect. So if you strip away that and kind of offer what I call like a simply grilled type menu, you're 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 not only rivaling, you're sort of like best in class for I'd say like a lot of these keto diets and like high protein, uh, low carb diets that are out there. So I think. You know, utilizing the existing infrastructure and a lot of the offerings across the properties as well, and packaging them so that members know that they don't have to run out to eat something "quote unquote" healthy. You know, is another uh, initiative for us. Then, um, lastly, on that side, I think that a lot of the chefs have really, really diverse, interesting backgrounds, and I think that you know, sort of highlighting that and 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 having that chef-made, healthy—sorry, chef-made, healthy, healthy eat—sort of moniker within the house is already there it's just not known to a lot of people that are, that are going every day um, or, you know, or often or maybe even once in a while so like how do you know that that's out there I think just exploring ways that we can do that uh, makes a lot of sense um, in terms of the fitness side I think that there's there's obviously you guys know you guys are you know in it um, there's been a lot of sort of group fitness activity over the last I'd say six years or so um and I think we can thank that for an overall healthy move healthier movement um of people that are electing to do these things as sort of social uh outlets versus the common like let's meet for happy hour at a bar thing um but I think that uh, not only SoHouse, but just anywhere where you're trying to curate a, ter- a certain type of experience, you know, it's like throwing darts at a board, right? Like, what are the things that are really going to stick, that are going to resonate with the people that are going to them rather than just another event? Um, so you yeah, me what we're seeing in the, in, the, in the fitness space. I think you, when you look at it, there's really like three ways to, to, to cut it off. It's like one is like the, the gym goer. And in that gym goer, I'll say like people that are lifting weights on their own. Might do some sort of crossfit activity. Might get a trainer to take them through, you know, their 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 daily routine. Uh, might involve boxing. Might just involve weights. A little bit of cardio. So general, you know, gym goer. Um, and then you have group fitness. And I think on the group fitness side, what people have experimented with over the last couple of years is like, you know, what is that that, that social outlet, right? Like when I'm going to a group fitness class, I'm paying anywhere from 25 to $45 to to be there for an hour. You know, do I get that like club feeling with hospitality sort of tied into it, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that, you know, I don't, I, I think that there's some groups that are doing that really well. Um, and then I think there's other groups that might even get a little bit of user rejection because, Uh, that is advertised like the great sound system and the great hospitality element, but not executed very well. Um, so I think from our approach, what we're trying to do is give people the best experience with the infrastructure that's available. So you guys, you know, know Chicago well, you know, beautifully designed facility, um, kind of bringing in a lot of noise and, and, uh, and, and trying to compete with those outfits that's daily focuses, how do we make this like a hospitality type of experience really wouldn't work to get people involved with that. So I think that, you know, in those types of spaces, you focus more on private training. And if there are classes offered more on the hit and the yoga side where it's more training focused rather than, um, you know, bells and whistles. Um, so I think that. Across the properties, we're looking at that as well as, you know, I think there's been a lot of technology, uh, technological innovation in the last um, almost three years. a little bit closer, where you look at a lot of these non-motorized types of activity, whether it's like the um, the skill mill by Techno Gym, and then Woodway's sort of curve, which is the, the 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 parallel to that. But basically, the non the non-motorized sort of curve um treadmills then you have the ski ergs. you have the assault bikes and now concept two i don't know if you guys have tried it out and kind of entered the market into the the most quote-unquote real you know biking experience and i think you know the takeaways from that are that the days of like sitting on a treadmill i'm a a lot older than you guys so i don't want to date myself too much but (laughs) the days of sitting on a treadmill like when 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 I was coming out of school back in the '90s, um, you know, we were on that treadmill for like an hour, hour and a half. You know, you're really sweaty, your knees are killing you, and you're like, "That was a great workout." Yeah. And since since that time, you know, we've gotten uh, far more advanced in interval training on treadmills and other forms of equipment, so that the the time duration lessens, but your higher impact levels and rest levels are further apart. So you're you know, essentially burning more calories and conditioning the body more. Now we're at a point where you know the one minute on, one minute off mentality and and, and training sort of discipline is there so that, you know, people are getting targeted workouts in anywhere from like thirty to forty five minutes. So the the mind and, and the calendar isn't trained anymore to do the two, three-hour gym sessions and kind of burn away like half the day or most of the morning. It's really, you know, how do I get in there, get a good workout in for 45, 50 minutes, get ready for 10 minutes, and then I'm off to the next thing. Um, so I think that the the overall focus for what I'd call the the infrastructural players like the Equinoxes, the boutique hotels, and, and um, social sort of brands um, is it would be more successful in that sort of that outlook on the on the market versus trying to you know get in and throw bows with the rumbles and very boot camps of the world. Uh, is that a good overview?
1: Yeah, very. Yeah, I mean you have so much experience I think it's so valuable especially to a place like Soho that has the ability to be kind of all inclusive in terms of the food, the vibe, people can stay there, work out there, work there. Um, that's been really valuable to Brett and I and I think if you can make that a place to incorporate all of these new trends like up the technology, cater the food towards like a changing demographic of people who are looking for a shorter workout who but who are definitely willing to spend more time throughout the day in one location if they can serve multiple needs. Um, which Soho definitely gives a kind of a unique venue for. Uh, I mean, looking through your Instagram and just kind of seeing what you got going on, we, we share a lot of um, mutual New York contacts. You have so much experience in different types of forms of exercise. You see you working out at S10, biking, working out at Rumble, working with Soho. But I want to go back a little bit. How did you get into fitness originally? Like where did, where did this all start for you? Because you've got experience across the food side of things too, so... I'd love to kind of backtrack and, uh, and talk about your beginnings into being involved with this.
2: Uh, yeah, no, that, that, that's great. I mean, I, I'm, I'm essentially a recovering management consultant. So, um, <laughs>
1: a four- <laughs> I'm a recovering <laughs> I'm, tax consultant. Uh, I'm,
2: 43, I'm 43 now. I graduated at, from uh, from college in the uh, in the, the mid 90s. Um, started up with a firm called Navigant Management Consulting Company. And um, stayed with them actually for 13 years. So half of that time in New York, um, then moved down to DC, and then came back um, to New York to take the uh, chief operating officer position for Juice Press. Um, and at that time, uh, about like six years ago, um, was sort of like the as you guys remember, like the the, the start of like the whole organic sort of. Uh, juicing, cleansing sort of era. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was there, I think that, uh, that, that, um, that uh, what, what spurred me to sort of like leave what I call like, like the structured corporate environment and go into the startup world was that, yeah, you know, I was essentially feeling like a little bit bored, right? Like I was like, I was always like a, like a, like a, 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 a workout guy from habit, just like, you know going to the different gyms like at that time you know flywheel was starting to get really popular soul still hadn't gotten legs people were hitting up like new york sports club equinox was getting popular um so it was it was kind of like a part of everyday life but but kind of i'd say like the 25 percent or 10 percent of 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 my day versus you know the majority of it i think you know getting into the health food space um as you There's two ways to look at it. One is that a lot of people that work in the health food space don't necessarily eat healthy or live healthy. Um, I think that if you start to choose to live healthy, then you start to look at other ways to occupy your time. So, you know, I wish it was more dramatic in terms of like why I I got into you know working out heavily, but it was really like you know I was I call myself a werewolf. You know, I would work Monday through Friday and then Friday night or Thursday night start going into the like going out mode and then the rest of that weekend would be like kind of recovering and getting a workout in and then by Sunday calm down again and go back into work mode and so like that was like what I call like the werewolf like when the little lights go out at night you know you go into a different mindset and then you wake up and then you're back you know at what you're doing which I would still consider like at least 80% of the population doing that. Um, but I think that once I started to see the benefits of just like eating clean and, and then doing a workout and then eating clean again, it gets kind of addictive, you know, as you guys know, you guys are like kind of in this fitness space. Um, and then as you're getting older, you know, you kind of, you, you, you find it as like an energy source, right? Like you find yourself getting older, getting more knowledge, but then your, your sort of like energy levels stay the same or increase and you're kind of like, wow, like this is like a fountain of youth, not to be like too cheesy about it. Um, And then you kind of delve a little bit further into it. So I think, you know, to, to, to put it in a nutshell, because I sound like I'm like babbling on and on here is that like, you know, what I started to see is that as I got more curious about these different um, fitness things that were popping up and taking them, I never really had like a favorite and I still don't. I like, you know, every one of these concepts kind of has something that's interesting and, and, And even if it's it's something like one has a better locker room than another or it's something someone somewhere else has a better instructor or like not even better instructor, but like like a more popular instructor or friendlier instructor. You know, there's all these different like personalities that that come into play and then you meet different people when you're you're at these different places. And what I found myself doing is 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 kind of looking at the market and instead of being like a loyalist and cutting out like a lot of different brands. Um, I just went to the ones that I liked and when I saw something new, um, because I had been to so many of them and seen them grow, um, when people were like, Hey, that's crazy. Like no one's going to like it. It kind of made me want to, you know, look into it a little bit more, um, to see where it could go if I really thought that, that it had something that, you know, could attract people onto it, um, as it, as it sort of matured a little bit. Um, so, you know, you know, fast forward, um, uh, in a couple more years, I started my own brand, Indie Fresh, which was um, chef-made healthy food with a, a longtime friend of mine, Chef Oktar Nawab. Um, and what we did there is kind of like look at the market at that point where we're supplementing a lot of our, our like, juices and shakes and things like that with, with flesh proteins that people weren't really doing that because it was like you know, vegan and vegetarian eating was like the big thing Then and we were kind of like, Hey, like, where are you getting the protein source from? Um, that doesn't make you want to eat like, you know, a ton, right? Like, so for me, it would take me like three salads to make me feel full (laughs) if I tried to stay on, you know, a vegetarian diet. Like I would do these like juice diets, but I, you know, if you added up how many I had, I probably had like three times more than you're supposed to have just to get the, the, the the calories in there that I could burn for the workouts because the whole like cleanse and resting wasn't really. Part of my DNA in terms of the way that I was I was approaching things, so I think that that when we started it, um, the idea was like, hey, you know what? You can if you if you start out with like soups, which we thought would have um, protein, uh, non-protein options for people who didn't want like the the flesh-based proteins or fish or, or meats or things like that, um, and then that parlayed into shakes, and then parlayed into like what we call protein bowls and into the salads. Um, And as we were doing that, you know, we really had two ways to kind of promote that product, which is one, um, you know, hire a PR firm and and figure out how to to get the word out through different media outlets. Um, And then the other was to um, sort of reach people who had the most amount of reach. Um, And so that's where, you know, group fitness and I think the whole like food um, element kind of came together. Like we knew these people who were teaching the classes were, for the most part, like healthy eating, um, trying to preserve a certain uh, lifestyle that p- other people observed, as well as for themselves to be able to be competitive in that that sort of industry where everyone's like looking at them. And then the second piece of that was that um, for the more popular ones, each time they walked into a room, they had anywhere from... 20 to 30, in some cases 60 people in a captive audience that would listen to what they said. Um, so we saw that as a way of like people, you know, if you're going to pay $35 a class, five days a week, um, that would be the most likely person who would then want to spend um, 15 to 20 bucks a day on a meal I'm sorry, a meal, um, possibly two to to one to two to three times a day um, to make it so that that other investment they made in the class um, didn't go to waste with them sort of eating poorly. And the way to sort of um, make all that very easy was to make it in a in a grab and go or heat and serve model, where like people could either eat it on the go at the office or take it home and, and heat it up and plate it. So that, you know, that's how kind of we got more and more into like different things that like I myself didn't even look at for. You know, for a number of years, like I got a lot of these like Hindu tattoos, and people would think, like, Oh, you must be awesome at yoga because you're like Indian <laughs> these tattoos. And then, like, I walk into like my first like Y7 class, and it was like I was a disaster, you know. And thank God it was dark. Otherwise, people would be, like, This guy doesn't know anything about fitness. <laughs> but, um, but you know, working through those things, I was kind of like, Wow, that's pretty interesting because you hear it your whole life where people are like, Hey, change up your workout, do different things. But I don't know how many of us really do that. Um, And because I was kind of, you know, in this mode of exploring different things and trying to reach a different market, I I kind of threw myself into things that I wasn't really doing. Like, I would never, you know, believe it or not, used a rower um, until, like, 2006, when I went into City Row for the first time. And I was like, wow, this is really cool, you know, this water-filled rower. And then over the next, you know, five years or so, I kind of found another... Version of a rower that I like better, like the concept twos and now like the the skill row from techno gym that elevates you up more. And like, I kind of like make that a thing that I look for, you know, when I go to places. But you know, you go back to when I first started working out, I probably wouldn't even gone into that section. So I think that the, the, that's kind of, um, the, the, I hope that gives you a flavor of like how I kind of got into it and like how I, you know, kind of got into looking at different things. So, you know, I, I, I don't, I think that, um, when I talk to other people about it, I still get a reaction from like, you know, even my brother or like, you know, friends of mine, and where I'm like, hey, why don't we go try out this class? And like, hey, I don't do that, you know, like, I, you know, I don't like CrossFit or, you know, I, I hate spinning. You know, you get people who have a very like, opinionated version of what they're going to do, and then when you ask them if they've ever tried it before, they haven't tried it. Um, and I think I used to be one of those people, and I think that um, the the benefit of trying those different things. Really made it so my workouts became very efficient and I saw the most amount of um, uh, what I call phenotypical like change to my body type uh, in terms of like tightening things up because you're working different muscles. And you know, I tell people that and I say, like, hey, you know what? The more you mix it up, the more benefit you get for as little time as as you want to invest. So um, if someone's going to like Barry's five days a week or Rumble five days a week or or flywheel five days a week, if if that person does one day a week of each of those three concepts, they'll get, you know, a much better um benefit from that in terms of like less injury, um, I think burning more calories and just overall feeling better because you're you know, you're just doing different things. Obviously I'm not a doctor, if I was my life would have been ten times easier. But um but I think that if just from experience that's what it, what it, what I've noticed. Um and, you know, to your guys' point, like, you know, we, we, we probably know a lot of the same people at these different facilities, um, and not everyone is into, you know, jumping from place to place, but I got, like, a pretty big group of people that now, like, you know, kind of, I, I call them, like, you know, everyone has different terms for their, like, little fit crew, but, like, we put, you know, like, our little fit fam over here that goes to different places um, seems to be pretty happy with, like, most of the stuff they do, and, you um, Seems to be, you know, less prone to injury and more available. When I'm like, hey, like, want to check this place out? Do I rarely get an answer back? Like, you know, my shoulders messed up. Um, uh, but when I could think back to the days when I was doing some like crazy stuff with like the lifting and 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 staying like focused on one end and like you know, recently messed up my bicep doing some stuff like that. Um, and then it kind of like you know pulls you back from living in that world for um, in a way where you're like really really psyched about it when you're like you know nursing an injury for um, anywhere from like two to three months and then you know trying to get back on track and then the whole time you're doing that you're kind of like oh shit you know I should just stuck to what I was doing which is like trying everything else out um, is that is that a kind of like a good overview on like how I got into the, the, the concepts
0: Yeah, I think there's two really cool points from that. One is that you have a physical mindset on it all of testing, trying new things, which is awesome. And if you hung out with Jason and I in one week, you would realize we're the exact same way. We go from taking berries to rock climbing to lifting heavy weights, swinging kettlebells, and then taking a full day where we just foam roll and recover. So there's a lot of different avenues for fitness. And I think the approach you took is super interesting, as you mentioned, because not only were you doing it for testing on yourself, um, also physically and mentally trying new things. But you also brought in a, um, a kind of analytical and business mindset to it all. It sounds like, um, so when Jason and I were both instructors at Barry's here in Chicago and we came across your uh, your Indie Fresh brand when we were in um, New York doing the training and noticed, okay, well, this brand, like you mentioned, the marketing methodology is utilizing these people that are influential, that have large followings, and that utilize the product. So what was, what's cool about what you did is you had kind of two avenues. It was like, not only are you doing this from the physical perspective, but it's also a great way to grow your brand at the time is trying out these new different spots. So it's kind of cool to see that on, on both ends um, of the spectrum, trying it for yourself, as well as seeing where the trends are going. Um, so New York is a very interesting city because fitness is so prevalent now. Um, not only are there every boutique gym ever created there, uh, but there's also a bunch of new concepts and a bunch of amazing ways. How do you right now, because there are so many offerings and you like so many different things, structure your training? Do you, um, plan it out in advance? Do you say I'm going to rumble on Tuesday and Thursday? Cause I like an instructor. Do you um, plan based on, okay, I'm working certain body parts each week, so I'm going to hit a workout at S10? What is your kind of structure, if there is one?
2: Um, No, that's that's a great question. So what what I try to do is I try to do at least three days of weight training um, a week. So it's just like concentrate on weight. Um, uh, Again, like, you know, I'm not trying to pull like the old man card, but I try not to do a lot of, I'd say, like, like um, like like yeah, like high weight sort of jerking motions anymore. Just to have like a like a propensity towards like back injury and things like that. And mm-hmm. I spend like probably a good like five minutes like trying to stretch out like my hamstring and glutes and stuff like that, so that everything's like sort of activated. So when I do get into like the, the, the lifting part of it, um, it's not sort of like cold just to try to get through it. Um, so you said you made a good you made a good good uh, 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 parlay into that. So I think like for me, and I I don't I, I I think that it's good for people to know is that let's say I don't have that time or like my mental focus isn't in like going down and like doing squats or like doing like lunges or like. but... I had planned to do it, so I'm going to do it anyway, no matter what. Um, I end up getting injured. So I think that's when I do the audible and I'll, I'll go to like a Barry's or like a Rumble or a Y7 where I'll say like, okay, like, you know what? Woke up, planned on getting over to the gym by seven or eight o'clock. It's like six o'clock now. I don't think I'm going to get, you know, into it the way I need to. So like, let me go somewhere where like I'll be guided through it. Um, and even though it will be more high impact, it's, like, less risk for, like, sort of, like, injury and stuff like that. So um, that's how I started out. I try to start out the week, like, with, like, three days of that. And then um, one or two of those days I'll do at, like, S10. I'm pretty good friends with Steven Check. I think that, you know, he's, like, really, uh, like, a good, like, listener to people's bodies. He obviously does not listen to people when they're, like, I want to give up <laughs> <It's> like, <that laughs> there's was pretty, a difference pretty pretty hard but yeah. i think he he definitely reads people's bodies really well and and, and is able to you know take them through that so I'm, I'm fortunate to be able to you know have someone like him to like sort of go through those those workouts with um and then uh i, I don't again like I don't, i'm not i don't want people you know people think that it's normal or like you know they have to do it this way but I just kinda like wait waking up and doing something and then doing something at night if I have time. It doesn't always work out that way and I know like, you know, people go crazy over this whole like two a day mentality and stuff like that. But my thing is that like on all those days that you, you you think you're gonna do two two workouts a day, you're probably only gonna be able to do one. So the really likelihood of you doing two a days is like every other day if that, right? Like so, um, that's when I kinda of put the group fit in. I think that it's tough like getting Motivated for most people, like in the afternoons and evenings, like after work. Um, so I kind of like book like a rumble or, or um, a Barry's or, or or something where there's like like a group of people that are out there that are like kind of going crazy in there um, to to sort of feed off that, that energy. Um, and then usually like Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings, um, I'll do like the earliest class I can find. Um, I love like uh, a trainer. I train out. You guys might know him because you're with Barry, Mike Espinoza, in, Crusher, um, in in New York.
0: Dude is nuts. He's, like,
2: probably, he's probably like one of my of all group Fitness like of like around. You know I don't I, I don't even know if it's tied to a brand. I just think that his approach is like ridiculously good. Um, so I think that you know I, I look forward to his like eight AM Chelsea class, like whatever I could get there like I told you guys I just I recently like tore my bicep a couple um like two months ago so it took a while to get back into a mode where I could be like throwing weights around and even now like I'm at like 20 pounds in group fit um which is uh we can talk about that later but like just getting back into it is a little bit difficult um but I'll I'll, then I'll, I'll start there and then if I have energy throughout the day I'll I'll pick up a couple other classes um that I could go to I think I don't want to sound like I'm beating around the bush because it sounds like it to myself in terms of like how I pick them. I think what I try to do like like subconsciously is that I don't think I'm very like instructor based. You know, I think I'm more like is the place going to be like crowded and have a high likelihood of having like good crowd energy and like fun. And um, I think that not, uh, how do I say, like, I, I, I did, uh, again like like let's say it's like a one-sided class that varies right or like or like one of these places that has like two-sided classes I think that it's still fine like if everyone's like you know kind of like amping up the environment not a lot of like woos and stuff like that in the crowd but I just think like and not necessarily they're dedicated to work and want to kill themselves but just like you know, just have like a good attitude about working out and like you just you could you guys know like you could tell the yeah. energy in the room like when you walk in so I kind of try to try to um find the classes like that and as you guys know a lot of times it's based on the instructor and the instructor's lifestyle because they attract that type of person that's going to book them um so if i don't know a concept or i don't know um uh like the instructor at a concept that you know you know i find myself on their like instagram page or they have like a website with like you know their description, and then you know some stuff that they did. Like I'll Google it and like kind of look through stuff like that. Not because I'm like auditing them, but I think it's like kind of like the, the the old older guy in me. Like I like I just like getting all the information, kind of, you know, before I roll in there. And so you find out a lot of interesting things. Like you know, even I'll use my own girlfriend Ashley Wilking as an example. Like there's no way to advertise for someone like all of their accomplishments at once. Um, but now, with social media, you can kind of see, like, that, okay, you're getting a girl that knows how to box, and she, like, won the New York City Triathlon in her division. Like, the story keeps getting, like, more and more interesting. So, for, you know, someone on the on the outside that's looking to book, they're kind of like, holy shit, like, you know what, like... It's not just a boxing class. It's like oh, this girl was at Barry's boot camp. Now she's come over here, so she understands like hit, and then she like knows how to cycle. I like to cycle too, so like that we'll have that in common. And then, like you kind of find all these like different things to, to to go into, and then you know, contrasting that with like a Mike E, you know, you're like looking at his stuff, and he's like a beast in the gym, right? And you're like, okay, like I know that there's you know ninety nine point nine 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 percent. Beyond a reasonable doubt, that he knows exactly how to run weights on someone's body. Right? Like you look at his stuff, it's not, it's no frills. It's like, I know how to lift weights and that's what I'm gonna show you how to do. So like I think that people, you know, kind of put the information out there about themselves, um, whether they're like a very versatile sort of trainer um or a very targeted type of trainer, and what their attitude's gonna be in that environment that allow people to select it. So I think like if I were to tell you guys, Hey, I always look for this type. I, I, that's not really true. It's like, I think depending on my mood and like where I'm at, I think in, in, yeah, you know, I, I, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong. I think like everyone's body goes through cycles, like where I'm at in that cycle, you know, I'm going to pick someone. Does that make sense?
1: Perfect sense. We honestly, (laughs) the way Brett and I structure our own, wellness routine and teaching routine and pretty much everything we stand for at Live Better basically just mirrored the last, like, paragraph you gave us. We I think it was really interesting, something I pulled out of what you were saying before on when you were first starting to get into wellness that, you know, maybe first you found the classes, and then you found that, oh, once you started to make changes in your nutrition, that it supported your classes, and then the two of those things together gave you momentum to gain more energy. And then it was like, well how is my lifestyle changing as a result? I think a lot of people miss just kind of that component to it. And in a big piece of that is the variety. They get stuck. They think there's only one way. And that's something that Brett and I have really tried to bring in, you know, overall broadly to live better. That's something we've tried to bring in when we teach at Barry's. Um That's something we've tried to bring into Nike now that Nike is kind of Siloed into three different sections between their strength, their endurance, and their mobility. You know, we've been into S10 um, and met Joe because we're also Nike trainers alongside Joe. Um, And it's been an interesting journey now that we've started to get into this, like taking a bunch of different styles of classes, teaching things on the retreats that we run around. Yeah, how can we take a week's or, or, you know, a, a full person's routine and condense it into one week and teach things on... Here's how we do a Nike-style workout. Here's a core power kind of inspired yoga session. Here's one that's um, a little more based in meditation and restorative yoga. Here's how we can bring in healthy workshops. I think all of these things start to pull on each other, and that's something I think people miss, maybe due to lack of time, maybe it's due to lack of effort. But I agree completely that the variety both makes it interesting and helps you gain momentum. You kind of start to draw parallels between – Different classes. Oh, these different meals help support these different types of workouts, and and surrounding yourself with an amazing group of people um, certainly doesn't hurt.
2: Yeah, I think I think you hit it. Like, I think what I what I see people drop off, off like what I call like the workout wagon is like when they when they go so hard that it's like their their body is like almost like rejecting it, right? because like, it doesn't let them go like the next day or even like the day after that so like their workout routine quote unquote becomes like you know going every now and then and then trying to get back to the level where they can go again and i think (laughs) that that's a mistake it needs to be something where you go you know you have obviously the body and muscles need to recover but like your recovery should be another activity that you can do and i think like things like yoga things like um, you guys are gonna laugh because it's it's not true for everyone, but everyone's body's different. But I think like double floor at Barry's you know, if, if you're a hard runner, it's it's like it's a good way to recover that next day because you you, you know you didn't like half acid on the treadmill, but also it's not an easy class, but it just like less impact on the knees and those other you know sort of areas that you do sort of tax in the in the on the on the treadmill side. And then, and then incorporating some sort of like boxing sort of like workout, like a rumble and then getting some like straight cardio and like nothing else. Um, but like again, low impact on the knees, like a soul cycle or like a flywheel. I think like, you know, that you, you and I are saying the same thing. Like if you can progress through it that way, I think it's. I think it's it, that's sort of like the most desirable way. The issue now becomes is like that routine that you that I just mentioned to you. You know, we're talking about 160 bucks for four days. So like that's you know the part that people have to change their lifestyle because most people that are that are in the 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 environment that we're talking about today, like young professional or like mid age professional or, or or so on and so forth. They're spending that money somewhere, and I think that that's the part that you know I'm seeing now is that people are making that choice that that dinner or those like the night of drinks with their friends isn't as important as keeping that other sort of aspect of their life going on. Because if you really look at it, that is affordable if you if you're making a choice between two other things.
0: I think that is one of the biggest things that Jason and I preach to our one-on-one clients is. Um, the not only the the monetary, but the time commitment of if you go out on a Friday or Saturday night and you start your night at happy hour and you're out till four a.m., that's like twelve hours of your of your day of your week doing one thing, and you don't have the time to work out for one hour a day. It's like three hundred bucks. Yeah, and three hundred bucks. So it's like okay, you just make one night a week instead of two. You have your hours right there to work out and the money back in it. So that is like a super interesting way to think about it is um, that kind of like give and take of like, where are you going to spend time and money? Um, And I think that, I think that trend, like you mentioned is trending in like the direction you and I are, are trying to lead the charge on. So that, I love that that's happening. It's interesting to see it because kind of always like New York and LA are on the forefronts of that change. And then like this, the other markets come in. So it's interesting to see that when Jason, where I were in New York, it was just like fitness there was just a part of everyone's routine in one way or another. At least the people that we were seeing were, were doing something active, which is amazing. It's just making that choice of like where you're going to take, um, the things, which is which is super interesting. And I think one thing you just mentioned was kind of recovery. Um, Jason and I helped um, to format a recovery and performance-based class that now a couple of Barry's Boot Camps are teaching, which is a more foam roll, um, stretch, and recover class, which is awesome. Um, it's called Barry's Release. We're super excited about it. And so one thing I'd love to talk with you is twofold on the recovery. You mentioned a few ways you do it to work out, um, which is great. What does kind of your um, and and as you mentioned, you worked with Juice Press, Indie Fresh, both nutrition um, high high level nutrition companies. What does your nutrition routine look like? Um, not only from a performance perspective, but a recovery perspective as well.
2: Um, uh, that's a that's a great question. I think that you know what I've kind of gotten to over the years of experimenting with everything. Um, you know, sometimes doing like high protein. Um, low carbs then kind of like the, the high fat diets like when, when people are like testing those things out I think like the, the one that I found that works the most consistently I think is you know waking up in the morning I think having some type of like stimulant which is nowadays like I'm like really keen on matcha I actually use Steve Check the S10 founder he has a, he has a brand called House of Matcha um that uh that i kind of like use instead of a coffee substitute but i also i'm I'm big on coffee too like i do like these like nespresso sort of like concoctions with grady's cold brew and and mix things together in it um but anyway not getting too sidetracked but i'll have some coffee and i'll 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 start out doing like cardio or whatever workout i'm going to so like if it's like that pre sort of like 10 o'clock um, time frame like I do it like usually on an empty stomach and then immediately afterwards I'll do a protein shake so if I do it myself um, I'll, I'll I'll blend it um, if I'm believe it or not if I'm near a Barry's anywhere in the city like I'll go to the Barry's like even if I didn't take the class but I, I think that no one beats the smoothies that Barry's make <laughs> uh, I told Sean that you know, yeah. like so yeah. You know, and my brother's like the king of it. He won't even do a workout <laughs> near the one on Lafayette he'll just go there just for the shoot smoothies, which is like very interesting to me. Um, but all kidding aside, I think that like the whole hubbub over like what protein to use is like like pretty much a lot of BS. I think that as long as you're you're getting protein in there at a reasonable, you know, calorie trade off. Um, you know, obviously whey protein gives you the best calorie to protein content. Ratio, but studies show that like anything over like 20 or so grams, like you're not absorbing anyway. And then everyone has an argument, you know, as to like why they need more or less, you know, I'm not someone who, who doesn't get involved in that. You know, I don't, I don't preach either way, but I'll always do like the extra scoop for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> so and then I'll policy. also yeah. try to have like PCAs in there or like, um, or have them on the side. I just, I just noticed like, you know, whatever the, 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 the empirical sort of evidences on it. Um, I'm sure there's a ton out there. I've just noticed that from a hydration perspective, like that's what causes people to fall off, like whatever dietary objective they have, right? Like, cause you're like dehydrated. You're like, you know, you you need some sort of satiation. I just did it right before I like met with you guys. I went to like You know, like a like a burger chili place like around the corner from the office. Like tried to make like my own like you know bunless burger, um, you know that that obviously had a lot of processed ingredients in it just just to get something in the system um, because I didn't want to go like two more blocks to. To get a smoothie or uh, and, and and now I'm like kind of like oh man like feel a little lethargic whatever <laughs> anyway point being that I think like the shake in the morning like really keeps you going until like that mid-afternoon time frame um, I still you know believe it or not like I love using like juices like um, I, I don't know if you guys have tried like the house press ones from SoHouse house but like I, I like Liquiteria in New York City a lot um, I still order like uh, blueprint off of food kick and like these like delivery services and things like that um, but as long as they're, like, reasonably sourced and you get, like, some greens in them, some beets in them, definitely, like, a lot of ginger, I use those as snacks. And you get really hydrated from them throughout the course of the day. Um, and if I'm still feeling hungry, I'll, I'll throw in another smoothie. Um, so I guess the common theme for me during the day is I try to keep it kind of, like, liquid and easily digestible, um, which gives me the highest propensity to be able to do some sort of additional activity in the evening. Um, before I have a dinner and then usually for dinner I'll do like um, some sort of broth like either beef or chicken um, always some sort of like flesh broth and then um, either steak, salmon um, or like uh, like bison a um, I, I, I joke with me that a lot of people that know me are like dude do, do you have like steak every day that's crazy but I think that it, it's not really that crazy if you just get some like decently sourced steak it doesn't need to be like from like a mad expensive butcher it's actually quite reasonable um and i don't even do anything like too out of the ordinary with preparation i mean we have a grill at, at my uh at our place um but ash and i usually just like put it on like bake the oven on bake for like 350 for for uh anywhere from like 10 to 20 minutes depending on if it's like steak or salmon or what kind of fish it is and, um, and you're pretty much done, you know, like the, 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 the food kind of cooks itself in its own oils and gives you like a really nice finish on it and very little headache and like sort of fills you up and, and, um, doesn't give you that sort of like lethargic, like, you know, eat dinner, wake up the next morning, kind of like, you know, we, we've all had it where you're like, kind of like food hungover and like not motivated to, to do stuff. Um, so you know in a nutshell i'd say like you know i kind of stay on like shakes and like juices like during the day um and then um in, in the evenings i'll do something that's like you know like high protein uh, for snacks i'll do uh i'm trying to think of some of the other things i incorporate like um i don't know if you guys tried pip corn like it's like that the little uh the popcorn um i'll do that i'll do like a lot of these uh, uh these new jerkies that are like um that are, like, grass-fed beef, like, uh, uh, healthy cut, um, sorry, chef's cut, uh, I don't know if you guys have tried that, Yeah, um, it's really good. is one of my favorites, it's, like, a good snack to have, like, look, jerky gets a bad name, because people are like, ew, beef jerky, that's so redneck, but, I mean, these <laughs> things are, like, you know, it's, like, having, like, like, great meat, um, just with a little bit higher sodium content to get it to cure, but, like, now a lot of them have, like, low sodium, um, So I use that as snacks. I'll have, like, a lot of, like, almonds and things like that, like nuts and, like, like seeds, like sunflower seeds and stuff like that during the day. So really simple. You know, I think that I, I don't – I have a sweet tooth. I think the way I crave it at night is I'll do, like, uh, a granola. Um, at, at one point, we were doing a lot of, like, uh, paleo granola indie at, at Indie Fresh, and, and I was, like, hooked on that for a while. Now my favorite brand is – um purely Elizabeth, I don't know if you guys have tried that so they have like good. a yep. chocolate probiotic protein granola and I'll like take a scoop of like whey protein like a Performix or or uh, Naked, I like those E-Boost has a prime protein that I like with like a little chocolate flavoring like throw it on top with like some almond milk um, to kind of cure that sweet tooth um, and then if I'm going like really crazy, I sound like such a nerd now, but this stuff really does taste good. Um, I'll throw like a peanut butter scoop on it. And then at the end of that, if you're still like, Oh, I want ice cream, <laughs> it's tough because like you've just taken down like yeah. 50 grams of protein and, 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 um, and some pretty, pretty tasty granola with like natural sweetness in it. Um, but, but usually that's what I do. I mean, I, I don't really, I don't get a, a, a craving for, you know, sweets or, or, or things. Uh, you know, after that, um, I think a big thing for people who are trying to get on a good diet is that they're trying to balance it with like wine and beer and like like liquor and things like that because it's part of their social sort of like way of going out. Um, about like two years ago, I kind of stopped drinking altogether um, just because I just you know just made me feel better waking up in the morning and and not having to. Uh, uh, feel that like sort of like hungover, or like dehydrated sort of aspect. Then I also notice that like if I'm gonna take in like another 150, 200, 220 calories, like I'd rather have like that that granola. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at night. <laughs> I feel um, you there. Uh, versus the the other piece of it. And yeah, the bigger point of that is I think that like I found myself after years of going out is that like. The time when I'm sitting there and like one drink leads to the next is mostly because I'm bored and I shouldn't be out at that time anyway. Yeah. So as the the, the the going out sort of stopped, um, the sort of senseless, boring conversations did too. So I found like less of a need to do that. Uh, I think I'm a little bit different, as you guys probably know, like just being in group fitness with like Ashley being a trainer. It's like she can't really be like burning the candle at both ends. So it's like sort of a lifestyle choice for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but in doing that, you find yourself being able to like really eat whatever you want. And you choose the things that you eat a lot more carefully because it's like you look at it more like fuel. I try to explain it to people, and I think whoever can get that right in terms of how they communicate it. That's like the next big idea, right? Because you can't tell someone who's trying to get on the the right eating sort of healthy lifestyle, like the magic secret to doing it, right? Because at some point, and it's different for everyone, they start seeing that change in themselves that gets so addictive, all the other stuff doesn't matter anymore. Um, And I think that inflection point for people is different. Um, It's just that you got to like – just keep telling people that are asking you how to do it. And they haven't reached that point yet that they just need to kind of trust in the process, but it's inevitable. They're going to hit it. Some people hit it like a little bit earlier than others. Um, but once they're on it, I, I, I seem to notice people really do stay on it.
1: I just gave someone that exact advice exactly an hour and a half ago. <laughs> I walked out of class and, and, uh, one of our clients came up after class and she was asking about frequency of training, and I, you know, I asked her how often she worked out, and we were, we were having a discussion, and then I said, well, what are you trying to achieve? And I said, she said, well, I'm trying to lose 10 pounds. And I go, I'm going to give you the answer that you really don't want to hear. And I'm like, it's your nutrition. Like, you, you are clearly handling the movement side of it. And I just said that you have to make the distinction between food as tasting good or bad, and instead frame it as, is this supporting me for what I want to do? Is this food giving me energy? Is it holding me back? Is this food supporting calories I need to work out or to lose weight? Or are you trying to frame it as, oh, this tastes good or this doesn't taste good? That, that equation just really kind of doesn't make sense when you have a... Um, kind of a detailed goal on weight loss, or even something more subjective like energy, it still makes better sense to frame it like that. And that's always been a big switch for Brad and I. Um,
2: oh yeah, I, I should have you guys talk to my brother because, like, I, I've been giving <laughs> him that advice for like ten years. He hasn't
0: done <laughs> it, for me, so. Look, it sometimes takes just it's, a little bit longer. Yeah. Stay on
2: it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, um, Sean? What do you think makes your insight unique? You've got, you've got a, a long um, list of experiences. You, you seem to think about wellness a little bit differently and have, have pulled from some different venues. You've been involved in several different businesses. What do you think makes your insight unique? And maybe to frame that, like, just how do you think about wellness differently from other people?
2: Um, yeah, no, that's a great question. I, I think you know I, I don't necessarily think that that my um, my insight um, is, is is unique. Um, I think a lot of people probably have like similar insights that would be useful, you know, to, towards to, to people who are either on the brand side or on the consumer side um, or on the uh, the investor side. I think that. I think that my, my, my the way I deliver my insight is very transparent. I think that, you know, I've, I've always been kind of like an open book um, about like my successes, my failures, and like in the space, and then also, you know, just personally, in terms of like using um, fitness as, you know, a crutch, like sort of early on, um, and then as, as sort of adopting it as, as part of a lifestyle um, later, you know, I think that that the, the difference between between the two is pretty great like being in that sort of like uh, late teens early 20s like mindset of like i gotta you know use working out to look good because i'm doing all this other damaging stuff um versus later on where it actually becomes like part of your lifestyle something that you want to pass on to like other generations and then also your peers that are like kind of like looking to you as as as, as sort of like a uh, and, uh, a, someone that they want to um, do like similar things uh, with, um, I think that just like being like sort of like open about that allows people to get like sort of the real deal and make their own sort of decisions from that. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'll give you a good example. I think that that... You know, I think in today's world of, of fitness, there's like a ton of brands out there, just health and wellness in general with like food and like group fitness and you guys know you're like you at Barry's like promoting your stuff and, and, and making sure that you guys are getting people in your classes and things like that and then you have like a very like clear, distinct decision to make and that's like you know, is it going to be like, like like my way or the highway type of mentality, or is it going to be sort of like an honest approach? Because we all know that we all dabble in like different things to, you know, sort of get us through the day and we have different interests. And I think that um, a lot of times people aren't really open about like everything that, that they do because whatever job that they're in or whatever, you know, mindset they have or what they're, what they think they're trying to accomplish in terms of like getting brands to recognize them and things like that, they want to, they want to present a certain, appearance about themselves that may or may not be what they actually do um, and and I, I'll be honest with you I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing because a lot of times like we were just giving examples of like giving people advice on how to stay on the wagon and like stay on this like workout train um, you know sometimes you do need to have that sort of militaristic approach like go to this class like five times a day and like don't even think about wavering until you've done it for 45 days kind of thing like some people need to listen to that I think the majority of the people want to see like what what real people are doing, you know, and I think that the mentalities change from the instructor being like an end all be all, like to tell someone what to do on a daily basis and like coach them through everything to now like someone that people follow their habits, right? Like, you know, you guys are good looking dudes, like, you know, various sort of role models, fitness role models. I think people are, are not necessarily looking for you to tell them what to do they're just looking and seeing what you're doing and they're they're incorporating certain things that they're able to in their own lives that they see you guys doing into their own lives so whether that's Barry's, whether that's some of the other places you guys are going to work out whether that's like you know what membership club you belong to whether that's um what you eat you know how you socialize what you do with your friends right like i think that's what people are doing so i think that um, yeah, you, know, you asked me a, a really direct question. It's like, you know, how do I think my insight's different? I think that, you know, when I'm looking at that about, like, what's the end goal here in terms of, like, you know, what I'd like to see people get out of fitness and what I'd like to see people, like, sort of take away from the stuff that, that I'm doing. And I think that, you know, if they just feel better about themselves and their life is, like, really my goal. And it's a very, like, objective, you know, subjective, sorry, kind of gold because everyone's going to be a little bit different with it. And I think that if I would have found this a lot earlier in life, like 15, 20 years ago, like the trajectory of my life would have been different, probably would have, you know, not that I regret anything that, that I've done or anything like that. But I think that if you if you come to that calmness, you can accomplish a lot more once you come to that. You too have seemed to have found that a lot earlier in your lives and I'm, I'm happy for you. But now you know, if, if you ever, if you continue down that path, it's going to become, by the time you're my age, it's going to be like, you know, unpredictable with what you guys can accomplish, you know, it's going to be huge. Um, so I think if more people are doing that early on, it, it would be better. And I think that, you know, that's kind of like what I set out to do. And I think that um, when I offer people sort of like my opinion on, on things that are out there, I kind of take it with that that approach that different things are going to be different are going to be good and bad for other people and unless you try them you can't really take you know, an opinion on them, you know, like, and, and, and tell people, hey, this is going to be better than that, right? Like, so, you know, something near and dear to us, like, you know, I can't go around saying that, you know, S10 is going to be better than Dog Pound or like, you know, picking these different brands are better than Body Space Fitness or all these other places that are, that are out there. I, but I, what I can say is that if you incorporate targeted weight movement into your, your, your weekly workouts two to three times a week, like I've done, this is what I've gotten out of it. You know, less injury, you know, more stamina. Um, Just a funny thing, you guys are going to start calling me an old man. But, like, even, like, doing the targeted weight movement and the glute activation, like, makes it so you can, like, run up a flight of stairs, like, faster, right? Like, like little stupid shit like that that you're, like, you know, kind of take for granted later on. You're, like, oh, that's why it happened, you know? And I think that that's kind of what I feel I bring to the market is that, like, you know, on one hand, someone who's trying to always sell whatever they're doing is going to be like, hey, like after a workout, you should go buy my shake. You know, I think that my mentality is like, look, after a workout, you should have a shake and here's 50 places you can get it from, <laughs> yeah. you know, in in the United States and Europe and Asia. Does that make sense? Like, I yeah, I think look at it that way. Yeah.
0: So what what I think is really kind of cool to bring out of that is twofold. I think that the joke you made about running up the stairs is an interesting one because, One thing when you diversify your fitness is you realize how your body works. That's one thing Jason and I try to preach is don't just do a workout because it's going to get you bigger biceps or a six-pack, but understand that you need to breathe correctly. You need to activate the right muscles to do anything you want to do. Um, And in regards to that, it's diversifying your fitness. If you just do the same thing every single day, you might look good. You might be strong, but you're not going to be able to then when someone says, hey, let's go play basketball or, hey, you want to jump on the volleyball court and you look unathletic because you've never moved that way before in your life. If you're diversified, then you can do anything. And Jason, and I always joke about that. It's like we want to be able to do if anyone asks us to do anything, we want to be able to do it. And in regards to that, I think one one thing that's super interesting about where you're at in New York too is, like I've mentioned a few times, you guys are on the forefront of a lot of these different um, group fitness things, but also the trends. So kind of a two-part question is, because you guys get all the cool places first, um, where do you see fitness moving um, in in general? And I guess um, one of the new places, like you mentioned, is Rumble, is how has rumble kind of changed the scene out there because it's moving on so how has it changed the scene and then where do you see maybe group fitness in general moving in the next five to ten years
2: well you know that's a that's a that's a that's a a, it's a great question and you know i i think that that answering you guys honestly i don't think anyone's gonna like reinvent the wheel in terms of like Group fitness and where people are going to ultimately migrate to. So like without going into like, you know, I, and I could talk to you guys about it for like hours. Um, and I'll, I'll try to keep it succinct, but like, you know, like, I think Barry's like really hit the nail on the head. It's like you lift weights and you do cardio, right? Like you're not getting out of that. <laughs> ever. So, like, that works. And, and what I think Barry's did brilliantly is made it into like, like made boot camp like a rite of passage, right? Like kind of set the the, the goal for other group fitness um, concepts to kind of come through the door and and say like, hey, you got to do this, you got to do this. I think that you know if we looked at like the, the 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 playing field, it's like there's there's a lot of as as you get a concept and as you start to scale, technology sort of creeps up on you, and then if you need to switch out the technology of your existing sort of concepts, it, like, becomes this thing. It's like, when are you going to, when does it stop that you, like, update something old at something new? So I think that that whoever can get the the process down to its basics is going to be um, sort of the market leader as we move forward. So, you know, yeah asking a good question, I think, like, you know, if you look at, like, Rumble and you look at Barry's and you look at some of the other Concepts that are out there, you know what Rumble is doing that other concepts aren't doing out there is bringing because they are like what I call a startup in a well-seated industry now. Because whereas group fitness six years ago might have been a startup sort of um, concept, now it's like you know, it's big business, right? Like you got the Pelotons of the world, the flywheels that have gone through like, you know, two cycles of ownership and like Soul Cycle about to go public and like Barry's expanding internationally. Um, tons of stuff that's going out in the marketplace. I think that um, at the end of the day the, the it, if you're looking at group fitness, it's not just a gym that you go to that is comfortable that you can work out in. It's the instructor at the end of the day there's not going to be any group fitness concept out there that people aren't going to go to and be like hey man i love that instructor and that's why i go there um and i think the concepts that are going to win in the end are those concepts that that make their instructors as much a part of the company as they can um and not only the process right like And so the way that that realistically that transforms is like sure like instructors can get feedback on how they want the course and like how they're going to teach the course and things like that. But at the end of the day, like how are you guys um, that are all out there as as trainers that are like shaping people's bodies and their and essentially their minds in terms of like how they interact in the space? How are you guys can all work together to get them to be agnostic to who they go to? Um, and the only way to do that is to create like a platform where um, the, the the instructors are sort of like treated the same, um, and also have a, a, a vested interest in the in the in the concept expanding and continuing to expand. And um, so I think you know uh, you know cutting back to what you guys had asked me, I think that what what isn't going to be avoidable is that you're going to have to do some sort of targeted weights, and you're going to have to do some sort of cardio. Now, you know, the cardio can be done in in the form of a treadmill. It could be done in the form of boxing. It could be done in front of uh, rowing. Like, the ski- I'm sure we we're going to start seeing, if, you get, if we talk next year, like a <laughs> concept with the ski ergs, like all over a room, which is even a smaller footprint than a treadmill or a bike or a rowing machine, right? So, like, you know, who's going to do that first? Um, you got companies like Woodway doing a fit bench that has all the weights and the slam balls and the ropes, like, in the in the bench itself, so you're never moving around. So, like those, I think are all sort of like bells and whistles that like get tagged onto the process. But I think that what 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 needs to be there is sort of like a, a trust in the instructor and who's going to have the best crew of instructors that are out there. That that when you get into that mentality, that it doesn't matter if I'm going to take Jason or Brian or, or Ashley or Mikey. Um, and I don't know if there's a concept out there right now. That's doing that, um, uh, uh, where where people where it's become like trainer agnostic. And I, but I do see that that's where I think this is going, right? Like where um, if we're all hanging out and we're like, we never go to a three fifteen class, but it happens to be that you know we wrap this uh, call up and it's like three oh five. We're like, why don't we go pop into a class? And it doesn't even matter who's teaching it, right? Because we're like, we just want to go there, right? Um, what 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 are those concepts that are out there right now that are like that? You know, I think Barry's has come as close to anyone can come to it because you're just like, I just need to get get to a Barry's and I need to get from the beginning of Barry's to the end of a Barry's and I'm going to get some <laughs> marginal benefit. Um, and I think that you know Rumble's doing that really well because you get this like great experience and this like sound system and this hospitality element and. And if you really follow the instruction of the instructor in the boxing, you're getting like a great targeted cardio workout, too. Um, So I think that, you know, to answer your guys' question, I think that more of these concepts that are out there that are molding themselves out to like, you know, a no-nonsense workout, but blending it in with elements of fun that can get people excited about going there, whether it's like stuff that we call simple, like clothing and like, like different sayings and things like that to like, you know, more sort of plan out things like targeted uh, SEO and like Instagram ads and things like that. I think that's where, you know, the rubber meets the road, where we see these like concepts that last um, over the course of time. And then people are like, wow, I really want to do them. And then, you know, the last thing I'll say on that is that like, you know, I don't think the homegrown ones that are like New York based and they stay New York based are going to be able to be really... Uh, Yeah, not I won't say stand this test of time they'll just end up being like boutique gyms in different areas of the country right like the beauty of like the Barry's and now like the Rumbles of the world is that like you know you can get that workout in these cities and then as they expand to different cities you're like hey if I'm in that city I know I can get that workout like you guys know if you go to London you can take Barry's in London now, are they the same barriers? No. Like, there's always going to be a little bit different. There's going to be a different instructor. You know, the people are like, the barriers in London is so much harder than the barriers in like the United States. Like, you know, I love hearing stuff like that. It's like it's because the instructor, obviously, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the it's the way that they're 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 pulling you through that class. But I think that at the end of the day, like that's where you get these uh, these like movements in like fitness, right? Like boot camp workouts have been around, you know forever probably you know longer than even my old ass has been born right like but the, but the, the the beauty of like a barry is making that boot camp workout popular is that like you know guys like you that are now like teaching it that people follow and they're like wow i want to go to his class so i'm going to go do a boot camp workout you know boot camp becomes very secondary and it's more like hey i'm going to go to one of these guys classes same thing with boxing like you know, like boxing's been around forever right guys like why is it all of a sudden You know, on everyone's radar, it's because people, once they start getting into, like, cardio and, like, toning and things like that, the next logical way they're going to look at it is be like, how can I do something a little bit different but get the same result, right? So, like, when I don't feel like running, what else can I do? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, obviously, we can all talk about getting on a skill mill and going lamb for a minute and then taking a rest for a minute and then going lamb for a minute and doing that ten times. But we all know that's a lot harder than throwing on a pair of gloves and having fun with your friends. Um, so it, it, does that kind of answer your question?
0: Yeah, that's perfect. It's, it's interesting to get some insight from someone that's on the forefront and that likes everything. I think that, that's super interesting. Um, so one final question to to wrap things up. Um, we've, we've gone through a lot of the things you enjoy doing um, and a lot of the ways you've incorporated your business, business and businesses into those things. Um, our motto is having the best day ever every single day. Um, we preach that. People laugh about it, but once you get into that mindset, it really works. And it sounds like you're one of the people that's already living that way. Um, but if you could wake up tomorrow and do anything, um, what would your best day ever look like?
2: Oh man, I mean, like it, it's bad to say, but I don't know if it would it would it would um, it would be like a reality. But I think it would just be you know, waking up, being able to go on a run on the beach, like getting on a Harley and like riding like the Pacific coast, you know, like I, I think yeah. and if I could do that for like the whole day and like, just kind of like hang out, <laughs> I think, you know, um, I, you know, I, 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 would like to, if I were to look at myself, be like, yeah, I'd like to like add in like that. I did like a bunch of like, you know, weights at muscle beach and all that stuff like that. But, you know, honestly that just that, like that rush, that I get from, like, running, feeling good about it, like, kind of puts me on, like, a, a level where I'm, like, I could take the whole day on and then having, like, no stress and then enjoying that day and just, like, kind of, like, like um, uh, uh, sort of, like, like uh, figuratively and literally, like, sort of gliding through the day. I think that would be sort of, like, you know, the best day ever. I always tell people, I'm, like, you know, if I could do anything, it would be, like, like when, I, when I'm retired would be, like, you know live on the west coast because you get like the highest propensity of having good weather like sort of every day and like doing those outdoor activities like maybe after i was out there for a while and did that ride a couple times i could come back to you guys and <laughs> a little bit more creative but i think that you know take the, the ride, ride like what would be the best day ever that's kind of my go-to
1: so when are you moving to california
2: <laughs>
1: you're on the wrong side dude
2: <laughs> i know i know that's so, yeah it's like it's it's not the opposite of California here. I think, like, you know, New York, you get that sort of, like, weather and that feeling. Um, I don't know if you, you guys probably know him. His name's Eric Hinman. He's, like, a CrossFit, like, God. Um, have you guys ever met him or come across him? No, no. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll, um, I'll intro you. He might be good for this kind of segment for you guys. Like, yeah. literally, like, never met anyone with this kind of stamina of this guy. Um, he's done, like, carries with me a bunch of times in new york and it's like um you know again trying to stick on this subject and sort of wrap things up like it's interesting because this guy's like like a superhero athlete but he makes barry's just as hard as it is for the next person next to him because he just pushes himself like it's like that's what i tell people it's like no workout is is going to make it harder or easier for you it's like what you do actually in that workout he's like kind of the testament to that but um long story short like when he was out here we uh we spent a day, it was, like, horrible rain, you know, like, torrential downpour, but then it had peaks of sun, and he actually rented a Harley, and we went out uh, to, like, a little bit on, uh, by the uh, Hudson River, came back, went to Brooklyn, you know, rode around for, like, six hours or so, definitely not the Pacific Coast Highway, but just, like, that feeling of, like, doing, like, you know, a workout, and then going out, and, like, sort of, um, uh, uh hanging out and, and not really talking but just like sort of reveling in that like that uh that workout high was like w- w- was a lot of fun but since then he's like gotten a place in colorado and been like doing these like epic sort of like motorcycle runs and i'm like wow man he's like living the life <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta hang out with him this guy, he's like, yeah, i'll definitely connect you guys yeah bit, but he, he'd make a very interesting uh conversation for you guys
0: that's awesome well we want to uh Say that you made a super interesting conversation. You've done an, a slew of amazing things. Um, you know, coming out of the corporate world is something Jason and I both did, so we relate to that. Super interesting. You found a passion, you pursued it, and you used health and fitness as a catalyst to get there. So, someone to to definitely look up to and to continue to look forward to seeing what you're doing because you're always on the forefront. You're doing a lot of cool things and, um, you use your body as your, your mechanism to get there, whether it's riding the Harley or picking up some heavyweights at Barry's. So we want to just thank you for your time. And also thank you for doing what you're doing and, and motivating people, um, and, and doing it not only with yourself, but with the businesses that you're involved in. So thanks so much. And, um, you have the best day ever. <laughs>
2: Thank you guys. Thanks for including me in it. And um, let's stay in touch when you guys come to the city. And I'm sure I'll be out to Chicago soon. But we'll definitely uh, link up. Yeah, whenever we'll you're in town,
0: let us know. We'll we'll be in Chicago or we'll be in New York shortly for sure.
2: Yeah, they definitely hit me up. Let's stay in touch.
0: All right, thanks, awesome. brother.
2: Thanks, Sean.